on this episode of Speak Project Management. It's just the mind, mindset that uh, you try, you are not afraid to try things to fail and you learn from failure. Dan is currently a senior project manager, a Lean Six Sigma and Agile practitioner, micro safety consultant. So he has earned several certifications like a certified practitioner, Lean Six Sigma Black Belt, project management professional, and the professional Scrum Master certification. So and I have also attended some of Dan's webinars on projectmanagement.com. I actually got to know Dan from projectmanagement.com through the webinars. Agile philosophy has been around for some time now, right? Um, so if um, people are uh, having the same curiosity like had I had uh, about Agile and see when uh, did, did it start, um, you may be very surprised to know that the first mention of uh, an Agile project um, using the word Agile as uh, a new way of adapting to the market changes fast and efficient was used in the 60s uh, in a project that was for the uh, US Navy and yes. um, l- last century uh, in um, 1990s there was a very big uh, group uh, that uh, was comprised by uh, industry people, government and academics uh, called the Agile Forum and uh, what they wanted to do where they wanted to define a science of uh, Agile manufacturing and uh, then all we know we know that in uh, 2001 um, some software developers published the famous manifesto for Agile development yeah right okay so um, how would you describe Agile project management generally uh, that's a very tricky question <laughs> because uh, if uh, anybody's watching my webinars uh, will know that I don't believe in agile project management. <laughs> I believe in agile practices. I believe that the project manager uh, should know any kind of approach because the predictive or adaptive uh, approach or practices uh, will depend on the context. Uh, it's very nice on paper to, to read that um, any project can be done in an agile way and agile is the best way but reality is different and uh, agility depends uh, first of all on the culture of the place um, on the people on the domain um, on the size of the project so it's very good to consider agile but uh, a project manager that can't do uh, projects that uh, are not in an agile environment uh, i feel that it's uh, is not a good project manager Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. So, you mean uh, a project manager is meant to to know several ways of approaching projects, right? Not just a waterfall project manager, an agile project manager. So, a project manager should know every kind of approach, right? Yes. Um, so, one thing that uh, it's uh, very good uh, these days, and um, I keep preaching is that uh, every project manager should be able to do the Scrum Master role. Um, I also see Scrum Masters uh, learning a bit more and becoming project managers. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, for the future, I think uh, the project lead will define better um, the role that the project manager used to do. So it's something that uh, it's leading the project, the team, 
using uh, whatever uh, practice methodology tool that it's uh, good for that context no okay okay good if a project has been making use of waterfall how can they adopt agile ways of working is there a, sim- a formula to adopt agile or what are the steps to take i think uh, the best way to transition from uh, waterfall to agile is to read the waterfall uh, method the article that introduced the waterfall method again some people will be very surprised to to find out that uh, the paper that was published in 1970 it's uh, more agile than uh, some scaled frameworks that uh, were developed uh, last couple of years uh, what is agile in the waterfall so if uh, people read the, that method they will find out that um, the author proposed the feedback loops prototyping continuous customer involvement so a transition from uh, what they call waterfall to agile uh, it should start with implementing the waterfall the way it was designed in the first place mm-hmm. there is a paragraph in the paper that uh, the author said you know this is what i wish but the reality is that uh, we have to do a very cut off version of this uh, with very clear stages and the roles and specialization so it wasn't his intention uh maybe at that time technology and uh, people uh, were not ready for an agile approach but okay. moving gradually from uh, waterfall or predictive uh, and uh, adding few agile practices um i think that's the best way to have a transition rather than uh, stop doing in one way and then uh, we start being agile uh, doing scrum or whatever so you mean that it's it's not it's not just about um, doing things in agile it's about just managing the project right is that what uh, <laughs> yes and uh, it's also always uh, it's not about uh, doing agile it's about being agile it's oh, about yeah. thinking different as a project manager okay okay cool so but for some people uh, they are new to agile right they don't really know what agile is about many people are familiar with only waterfall methodology so is there a way you can make people understand that okay this is agile how can you differentiate it from the waterfall methodology um one uh, big difference is the, the change control um in what we call waterfall project management you have a change request that will be approved by a lot of people uh if we want to transition to agile uh, the first step is to have a um, a bit more informal change control so in some limits uh, the team with the pm should be able to change uh, the scope or times of the project without going back to the steering committee for approvals so that okay. come with um, delegation of authority to the pm uh, and the pm taking a bit more uh, authority from the steering committee okay yeah so i think one of the main one of the important things in hajar is Uh, responding to change over you know over following a plan right like it was mentioned in the agile manifesto right yeah so uh <laughs> that's a very good uh, thing because uh, i believe that that's the only value that it's really defining agile or oh, the other three are nice things and common sense but uh, some uh, people uh, misunderstood uh, responding to change over following a plan as uh, not having a plan you need to have a plan but uh, you need to have a way to yeah. adapt that plan 
to whatever happens in the project yeah right right okay okay hope so <laughs> yeah Th- thanks for the response i i love that you know you know many people really feel agile about dumping documentation and dumping some things that are necessary L- like you said it's not just about um not planning at all it's about just knowing how to learn how to limit some things in that are common in the waterfall right um in my view it's uh stop uh, hiding be behind papers uh, yeah. so taking the responsibility of the change rather than uh, proposing the change to the steering committee or project board and then uh, you said you know this is what they said we have to follow um it's that delegation of authority from uh, the executive to the team so if a team member has to deliver uh, a task something they should have some flexibility in allocating the work uh, in planning their their work and that goes above to the project manager that uh, should have some flexibility in changing things during the project without asking permission and that starts from the top um, the top needs to delegate authority down if uh, you have to ask for permission for any change that's not responding to change that's just yes. normal planned approach when one person is dictating everything to everybody yeah you're right so um one of the things i want to ask also is that um can agile be skilled at an organizational level or is it just limit to to the project team you have only tough questions uh <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh that's uh, why i started the webinars very few people understand that uh, agile uh, scaling it's two ways there is an agile in manufacturing that it's now scaled down so an enterprise with let's say 50000 employees they were agile before software developers and uh, the way to be more agile in a large organization is to be smaller because the bigger you are the less agile you can be and then from the team perspective um, when you are happy with agility at uh, a 10 people uh, level you will want to expand from 10 to 100 so somebody comes from 50000 to 3000 and another direction is from 10 people to 50 to 100 uh, what is very important so yes it can be scaled up and down that's not a problem but we need to be very careful uh, how do we scale because you can't scale a process that was designed for 10 people to 100 people mm-hmm. so scrum it was always uh, intended for a small team of software developers so yeah. the two key words are small and software they are yeah. doing the same thing everybody it's multi skilled in software development they don't know business they don't know uh, sale marketing they know only software development so when we scale agile up uh we need people uh, to to have uh, or the team to have uh, more skills so yeah. the best way is to bring people that have these skills so instead of teaching software developers uh, business analysis marketing and so on you bring people that already know in the team uh, that multi skilled uh, it's at the team level the team should be multi skilled not each and every person to be like uh, jack of all the trades I don't know if you know this expression so somebody oh, yeah. can do anything of course uh <laughs> you know that uh, if you have a pipe problem in your house 
you don't fix it yourself or you don't kill the neighbor, call the neighbor because the neighbor is very handy uh, or you don't call a handyman you call a plumber so when the problem is uh, it's complex enough you need somebody who knows what to do so it's the same with the team uh, when the team expands and the complexity expands you need to bring people and uh, if we speak about software development projects uh, one role that uh, should come to the team and uh, that's the role that uh, discipline agile uh, it's very focused on it's architect you need somebody that holds the vision of uh, that uh, product or project because everybody works on his small thing but then when you put things together and this is not academic i had many projects when uh, every demo for a small feature was perfect but when we give the product to the users they couldn't link these features oh, because really? there was no no design no integration uh, so yes it can be scaled okay so you, you've been mentioning in your in your west about applying agile to software development are there any other industries in which you can apply agile or is it just um, for software development ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so courses for courses uh software uh, whatever agile frameworks that are inspired by the agile uh, manifesto for software development they are mm-hmm. good for software so everybody who's using scrum or 90 plus percent are just software developers yeah. but agile started in manufacturing in constructions in health last century so they were doing agile before it came to software development it's just yeah. that uh, they came to agile from lean so they they had the efficient processes their problem was that uh, being efficient uh, means standard processes and they couldn't adapt to changes okay. uh, software development did the other way around so they did something that is very flexible but in most cases is not efficient so now they go back to lean and start implementing lean practices like kanban devops Uh, yeah. safe uh, it's a framework that was defined initially as a lean framework then uh, for commercialization they become agile so the agile if if uh, we want to see if something is agile or not uh, what we should measure is the capability to adapt to changes yeah yeah right for for, for instance i'm from the civil engineering background so you know have been looking at ways in which i can apply agile to construction and i believe it will work really ah <laughs> uh, if you are uh, it's good that i know which domain you are yeah. um there are few things that uh, very interesting when we speak about agile and civil engineering mm-hmm. uh one is that the scrum team uh, anybody who was on the construction side knows that there is a team meeting in the beginning and the foreman is telling you do this you do that do you have any problem can i help that's scrum yeah. so that's exactly okay. the stand up in scrum and is done in construction for long oh, right. time mm-hmm. um then the the whole scrum team in construction and have a team of uh, 10 15 people with a foreman again that's the scrum team the scrum master is somebody who has the knowledge to understand what everybody does Right. Uh, most of the time did it himself before so he grew up to that leadership role from a specialist role okay and of course maybe you were just um, um, i don't know which role in civil, in civil engineering and construction the brick layer uh, <laughs> but of course if you do brick laying uh, for 5 6 years 
you will know what the electrician does what the plumber does maybe you can't do as good as them but you'll have an idea so you have an idea when yeah. that person becomes the lead of the team which is the scrum master it's very easy to get respect from the other guys it's very easy to to help the other guys because they know they had this uh, knowledge when uh, you are parachuted as a scrum master to a team uh, just because you did the two days course <laughs> nobody can learn uh, a trade in two days no so at all. That's, at all. that's a problem uh, then uh, you said uh, how do we we can be agile in, in construction uh, i've seen a building in uh, sydney the, it's a very famous building now it's a casino so what they did uh, they build that uh, thing different than uh, what we know so in a normal mm-hmm. traditional way of uh, building stuff you build the whole structures you you lay the foundation you build the whole structure and then you start putting the walls and the, the at the end the windows okay. this building was built uh, in a very agile way because the customer mm-hmm. wanted to see how we look so they laid the foundation they built the first three four stories yeah and they put even the windows the glass outside and in parallel they were just going up uh, to to finish the building it's a new approach and that's agile yeah because Fantastic. what they learn from the down floors they applied to the top floors to the top floors, and then yeah. uh, it's also the design that's why the architect is very important uh you don't need like before to define uh where the walls will be from the beginning you do the structure yeah and then when the customer comes and he said i want a big room or i want a small room or whatever you build the walls as they want so that's agile that's responding to the customer instead of uh, spending mm-hmm. one year to do the plans now you spend less because you have computers but then you stick to the plans the wall it's where the wall it should be and it can't be moved and so on that's agile right. Right. in construction yeah. before software mm-hmm. uh, and in manufacturing um there are always agile uh, uh, there is a thing called uh, flexible cell where you have a uh, machine machine tools that uh, are not very specialized so they can do a lot of uh, things one machine drilling cutting and so on and uh, in that cell you have also a robot a real robot that is moving pieces from one place to another one so that flexible cell can produce uh, whatever piece you want is not that it will produce only uh, car engine uh, this size they can yeah. do much more much because more, they yeah. can adapt with the computer okay. okay so don't believe that agile it's only software development uh, <laughs> it's everywhere any product uh, it's developed in an agile way any product not only software because yeah. you prototype you change uh, it's just the mind mindset that uh, you try you are not afraid to try things to fail and you learn from failure mm-hmm. yeah yeah and nowadays a lot of people also you know trying to implement agile they it turns out they are doing mini waterfalls have you noticed that uh, is there a way you can clarify that how can you differentiate between mini waterfalls and real agile yes um you should watch my last webinar about uh, agile uh yes that's the very common thing and uh, unfortunately is not only in uh, in teams in practice because they don't know better they just try to learn but yeah. i've seen that thing in uh, books and books from very famous uh, agile authors when uh, basically instead of having uh, one requirement one design one build one test they split that one in successive uh, waterfall mini waterfalls, waterfalls. yeah 
the paper that introduced this uh, new approach uh, that now it's called Scrum, uh, it's a paper from 86, they uh, said that you should have parallel, not successive waterfalls. So you okay. may have uh, something that is in uh, design while something else is in development and so on. So it's not uh, mm-hmm. the same length, uh, one sprint length for design for whatever. It's as mm-hmm. much as you need, as long as you need, but you do things in parallel. So instead of uh, passing the button from one team to another team, we did the requirement, now you build the new test. People are working in parallel, and that's why you need uh, in the team uh, people that are multi-skilled. So in your terms, uh, somebody can be able to at least, at least lay the, the cables, and then the electrician yeah. comes into the connection. Uh, if you wait for the electrician to come to, to do everything, then that's waterfall. waterfall if, uh, <laughs> the bricklayer can put the pipes, nothing stops them to dig and put some pipes and then the plumber comes and do the connections. So that's uh, multi-skilled. Not uh, everybody does everything at the same level, but mm-hmm. everybody can do something else than their uh, core uh, thing. And yeah. I'm sure that some electricians will know how to do bricklaying. <laughs> not as good as a bricklayer but uh, oh, they should be able definitely. to mix the concrete <laughs> the concrete <laughs> definitely okay so for for an organization that is um kind of bringing in people to agile you know trying to bring up agile in the organization is, is there a way they can create a a mindset an agile mindset in in the workforce there is a way and there is only one way uh, and that way it's uh, it starts from the top if uh, the person that uh, drives agility or wants to be agile in the, the organization to be agile is not at the very top, so it doesn't need to be the CEO, especially in a large organization. It could be somebody from the board, it could be a senior director. But if agile doesn't start from the top, it will fail for sure. Uh, yeah. Especially when uh, you try to implement agile from the software development. Um, it's easy for you to understand that you know in a construction company uh, the software development team may not be even there uh-huh. so you may have a team of developers doing something somewhere in a building in the head office but they are not interacting with the people that are actually doing the core business which is construction but if you start from the top if uh, let's say the ceo we start from the ceo the CEO tells the board, uh, you know what, uh, I don't want to take care of this. I delegate the authority for you to drive this area of the business. And I'm looking only for the strategic partners and uh, who can help us. So in terms of uh, choosing the suppliers, the guy from yeah. procurement has full authority to do whatever they want. Oh, and then slowly, slowly, each manager is delegating his authority down and builds trust. So people can start thinking freely. That's agile. It's a new mindset. If yeah. if you tell people uh, this is the way you should be agile, um, that's not really agile. It's a start. So I did that as a development manager. Um, I said, you know, from tomorrow we use uh, XP. So as not Scrum was XP was the first one that was very used. Extreme programming. Extreme programming. And I said, okay. you do this, you do this, you do that. So it was not agile at all. But at least you know, in that you do this, I give them some freedom to think different. Yeah. And I force them to think different. And yeah. that's the only way to become agile. When everybody thinks, first of all, thinks, period. And second, you know, they think different every day. They come up with solutions, with proposals. And then as a team, you you discuss that uh, idea. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately for the people that think that uh, agile is a sort of uh, communism, at the end of the day, 
the leader will, will need to take decisions because if you have five ideas somebody should choose which one is uh, the best for that context and yeah, also somebody should uh, drive that team somewhere uh, you can't have you know everybody uh, deciding every day what to do and uh, have results so it starts from the top uh, it starts with delegation it starts with um, convincing people that uh, they should contribute they should learn they should have ideas and uh, very important uh, when you try to create an agile culture in the organization you should not punish people for failure because mm-hmm, they want yeah. to learn and sometimes you make mistakes and just because course, uh, yeah. you made a mistake doesn't mean that uh, you had bad intentions or you are not skilled you tried something new that didn't work so very yeah. important to to create a culture before uh, you come up with a framework yeah. i can guarantee uh, that no framework will work by the book in an organization because each framework uh, was developed by a team in a certain context it worked for them but they mm-hmm. were different the organization was different uh, it won't work somewhere else without adaptation yeah sure sure yeah like what you said about um, making the team members think so em- empowered team is actually part of what aja preaches so it's that is very very important to make the team team members work on their own to to think to innovate right uh yeah so this empower it's a, it's a very good thing um, but empower doesn't mean that uh, they can do whatever they like uh, oh definitely consequences. <laughs> yeah. uh, it means that uh, they should uh, come with proposals so nobody okay. should be punished because they have a different view than uh, the other people in the no, team no, right right yeah uh, it's really been a great time with you uh, dan <laughs> really a fantastic time with you i appreciate you for coming no yeah problem. my pleasure yeah. thanks very much i i hope there will be another session yeah it's fine be, anytime so all right especially all right. this time it's all good for me thank oh. you very much yeah you're welcome thank you too have a great time you too bye bye thanks again for listening to this episode of the speak project management podcast join us for another episode next time Till then, keep speaking project management.